Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Charlie Gross, and I am conducting a conference call uh, lunch and learn series to um, try to raise the bar for, um, for kingdom building and for um, going for it in the name of uh, Jesus Christ. And um, today, it's June 10th, and I am going to be reviewing some notes made by, on, on the book called Missional Renaissance, Changing the Scorecard for the Church by Reggie McNeil. Now, um, if you want, a number of people will be joining us as we go, but send me your name if you want to, to cwgross at gmail.com, just to register uh, with me. And also, at the end of the call, if you can't stay for the whole time, send me an email, or, or send me an email when you can, about how I can pray for you, or how can I pray that God would bless you uh, in, in amazing ways. Um, Reggie McNeil, there's more stuff about him at um, a, a website called missionalchurchnetwork.com. That's all one word, missionalchurchnetwork.com. Um, also, I'm going to be recording this, and it's going to be, um, there'll be a link on the Donegal PBY website on how you can listen to this or share this with people who haven't, um, haven't tuned in. Um, I, here, here we go. Um, Reggie McNeil talks about the three major shifts have to happen in our church today, and those shifts are, one, from an internal focus to an external ministry focus. The second one, and, and you're going to hear this a couple of times, but so anyway, the second one is from program development to people development in terms of the core activity of our church. So it's internal to external, program development. He talks about we need to go to people development, and I'm going to unpack that a little bit as we go. And finally, from church-based to kingdom-based in terms of the leadership agenda. Um, the, the scorecard piece, at the end of this lecture, I'm going to give you a number of ways that he says we need to change the scorecard, but the scorecard is all around how do we make these shifts from, from internal focus to external, from program development to people development, and from church um, focus to kingdom-oriented. Um, what, what he says about internal to external is we need to look for ways to bless and to serve the communities where we're located. And what he means by that is if you take a look at your calendar time, your financial resources, and all the organizational energy that, that you expend, um, where is that being spent? And on what people is that being spent? His, his concept is that it needs to be spent you see, your calendar space, financial resources, and energy needs to be spent on people, and get this, who are not part of your organization, not part of the church. We're going to go into that a little bit deeper, but the second missional shift is from program development to people development. Um, he says that achieving abundant life will require intentional uh, personal development, not only in yourself, but uh, developing people around you, 
developing leaders, bringing out the gifts, you know, from other people. He also says what it means to develop a disciple is, and this is interesting uh, twist of words, it's a shift from the emphasis from studying Jesus and all things spiritual to following Jesus into the world to join him in the redemptive mission. So living lives, um, and he, he goes back to the, the piece where Jesus was largely a marketplace phenomenon, um, an organic connection among people who were basically experiencing a way of life together in the marketplace, you know, on the road together. Uh, he says these early, uh, the early days, the, the movement focused on the simple teachings of Jesus with particular attention to living lives of sacrifice and service to one another and to one's neighbor. So um, Jesus invaded all the areas of, of life. Church was not an event or a place. It was a way of life. And Reggie's con uh, statement is that it has to become that way of life again, therefore, therefore the, the missional church conversation. The final shift is from church-based to kingdom-based leadership. Um, it says the spirituality that the world needs must be robust enough to engage people where they live, where they work, and where they play. He talks about um, developing an incarnational influence. Um, the missional followers of Jesus, and I've heard Austin Joyce say this down at uh, Harvest Community. He's he says, missional followers of Jesus don't go to church. They are the church wherever they go. So the missional church is not a what, but a who. Now, we, we all know that, that God is on a mission. The people of God are too. And God is ascending God, just as he sent his Son and his Holy Spirit to the world. He's also sending his people into the world. That is, you and me. Um, so all of these, these sendings share the same, whether it's Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you and me, we're all sent to, for the same redemptive mission. This notion of sentness lies at the heart of the missional church because it reveals the very, the very heart of God. So a missional church is one that's, that is shaped by participating in God's mission uh, to set things right in a broken, sinful uh, world, uh, to redeem it, to find ways to uh, to bless it and to uh, to make it whole. Um, part of this is we shifting from being an attractional uh, church to be in the incarnational church. Having conversations about how do we do that is certainly that valuable time, um, so that that we live. Um, oh, so that when we go into the world, we're living comfortably with non-church goers and seeping into the the host culture like salt and light um, as an infiltrating transformational community. So again, wherever missional followers of Jesus are, that's where the church is. Uh, the examples are at home, at work, at school, in the neighborhood, at the ballpark, in the dance studio, in the homeless shelter, the airport. Even on conference calls, we're the body of Christ, and we're, we are the church, even now as we gather, caring for one another, and that's why I want 
to know um, that's why I'd love to have an email from you to cwgross at gmail.com so I can pray for God, for, for you, for God to bless you and for, um, you know, just to, to, to care for you and to open your eyes and to see, you know, what, what um, needs doing in your own context. Um, so just as um, God was continuing in Jesus what he had been doing all along, working out his redemptive mission in the world, continues in us. Now, um, there's another statement here that, that, that for Pharisees like Nicodemus, the kingdom of God was seen as a reward intended for the benefit of God's people, not as a gift to the world. So church-centric thinking mirrors that same um, sort of distorted view that it's a, it's a benefit, it's, a, it's, it's God's reward for us, rather than, for, it's rather than a community that is um, the salt and the light and the sent people uh, into the marketplace, into the neighborhoods, and into where God, ne- where the brokenness is, and we need to, um, you know, to bless it, care for people, and um, pray for those, um, you know, around us. Um, paying attention to others' needs, uh, missional followers of Jesus adopt His example to live lives that are full-filled, not just filled full. Um, the the other thing that Reggie says about the um, the verse that sometimes is is key to missional living or missional followers of Jesus is the First Peter three fifteen b, where it's always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Um, the act of when you go out and you're blessing people and you're just going over the top and don't being of extra service or just caring for people, putting an arm around folks in, in ways that they can't understand, they, uh, per, perhaps they're going to say, why are you doing this? Why are you going the extra mile? Why, why, you know, what's, what's behind all this? And, you know, simply being filled with Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, being a follower of Jesus, you say, you know, I'm blessing you because that's what, you know, Jesus came to do, and, and I'm trying to, you know, be sent, be be um, sent into the world to, to follow. So I, that's what, that's why. You know, that's, that's the reason for my for my hope and for the, the way I'm I'm working here. Now the um, let's see the the biblical record often observes that when the people of God mistakenly think that they are God's only or primary concern, they can become callous. And I lump myself into this to the very people of God to, to the very people. God is wooing, um, so we can we can kind of get it backwards in terms of the the privileged, the the elect, the the chosen, and and then it it starts to turn the focus inward rather than we're chosen for the purpose of being sent uh, into the world. So again, the church is wherever the followers of Jesus are, and again, the, I heard this bef- before. Uh, from Austin Joyce, where you don't, we don't go to church. We are the church wherever we go. Um, so we don't bring people to church. We bring the church to people. So it's a complete uh, shift in, in the terms of the way we think and the way we develop. So Reggie, instead of it, 
uh, devising an evangelism strategy, he urges his congregations and people to develop a blessing strategy. And he says that this advice follows God's covenant with Abraham, where he makes the point of, about he's going to bless the people, people through um, Abraham and followers. And he says he usually challenges people to, bl- to bless three people this week. Um, just wh- wherever you are in, the, in common business, in your, in your work with wh- whoever you, um, God brings into your life, um, part of the conversation is, you know, you know, having the heart filled with the Spirit and with Jesus, you can just say, hey, how can I ask God to bless you? You know, what's, what are your needs? What, um, what, what needs um, mended, made whole? What needs um, God's Spirit uh, in the midst of that? Um, so as practicing the blessing life, um, you, we'll, we'll need to believe God, that God does indeed bless people through us, and not just believe in God. <clears throat> um, so as we, as we turn ourselves um, outward, part of the, 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 the scorecard piece here is how do we measure all this stuff? You know, how do we, how do we learn to connect to the community? Um, what does that look like? You know, what are actionable steps to go into the community? Is it prayer walks? Is it, is it talking to city, borough, school officials, civic organizations? Um, one of the strategies that, that Reggie uses in his book is he says that he believes that there's that um, the impact of the, the community sort of is reflected in school, the school system. So he urges people to try figure, and they do this, adopt a school. Um, simply, you know, it's not it's not maybe turning you know uh, handing out tracks and doing all that kind of stuff. It's it's finding out from the school what are the needs, how how can they be blessed, and sometimes it's just volunteer help for stuff. So simply infiltrating you know godly people into a, a system like that through volunteering and just through caring for kids and and um, helping wherever the school needs help is a way to become connected to the community which is beyond your church. Now, this can this can occur in other organizations that you know that need additional um, volunteers or need people uh, to to help um, to help bless the world and to to be the salt and the light in that world. So um, the other thing that he talks about is celebrating the lives of missionary followers of Jesus, and in that he he, he urges pastors to uh, perhaps try interviewing people uh, every week during the sermon um, to talk about their challenges and successes, um, you know, engage real people in, in um, you know, how do, we, how do we do this together? How do, we, um, how do we celebrate what you're doing in the workplace, in the school system, in, the, um, in, in your neighborhood, and, um, you know, learn from what people are, are doing and um, hear the challenges, the obstacles, and, um, and learn from that and celebrate the successes. So missional emphases involves connecting people wherever we live and deploying them as kingdom agents. Um, you know, some churches will occasionally use um, even worship. They'll even have a shortened worship and, and then go out in this 
figure out ways to serve the community, cleaning up trash or trash. painting homes or doing things to, um, you know, to help the community. Um, let's see, there's some other things here. That, so the community makes five promises to each other. The faith community makes five promises, and that is to be authentic with one another, to serve a cause greater than themselves, uh, to create community, um, hospitality and, and generosity, to become generous and, and practice hospitality, to work righteously as a way of being sent by God into the world. Um, let's see. Oh, that, here's, a, here's a few metrics on um, how this w- could happen. One metric you could use is the number of people engaged in service, um, the number of hours of community service that uh, your people render per month. Um, let me jump to the – I have a lot of material. I'm going to include this, um, this synopsis of the book on the, um, the iTunes uh, podcast, and I'll have a link to it on the Donegal PBY site. You can actually link PDF files into iTunes now as well. So I'm not sure how many folks are into iTunes, but I am pretty heavily. So, <laughs> so, um, some other possible metrics are the number of growing relationships with people who are not Jesus followers. So just, you know, building relationships with um, folks who are not churchgoers, who not who, you know, not following Jesus. The number of relationships who are not who are with not church people. Uh, perhaps the number of relationships with other community leaders. You know, um, like I said, city officials, borough officials, civic organizations. How are we building relationships with them, which does a couple things, which helps you to hear the needs, the um, brokenness, and what they're trying to get done, and we bring our um, gifts and skills to that. Um, the number of venues for intentional personal service in the community. There could be even a list of um, agencies that are in the community that is in your context. Um, number of hours of personal service in the community, I think I said that. Number of life coaching relationships. As we shift to people development, um, Reggie even talks about having pastors and elders becoming sort of life coaches for people using that terminology to, to bless and to bring out the abilities of, of others to encourage the use of gifts and to have, help ask questions regarding, um, you know, helping people focus their ministry um, in the community, in the neighborhood, um, just outward beyond the walls of the church. Um, commitment to, here's one, he, he, he uses the concept that Jesus used about um, learning by doing and then debriefing the experience. So, so Jesus took a bunch of folks who were not ready to serve and to bless and to disciple, but we went out, did it anyway, then would come back in and say, sort of, how did that go, and what do we learn, and here's some other things to think about, and basically coaching, sort of practicing and then reflecting on the experience and growing in that way. So also, 
using stories of external missional experiences in your speaking, writing, sermon preparation, um, basically celebrating how are we serving in the community, in the soup kitchens, in the, um, the clothing banks, in the, um, in the organizations, in the school system. Um, let's see. That's probably, a, let's see, there might be, oh, the other thing that you may have heard me talk about this before, but when, when Reggie used a, a blessing strategy, he, he, his church actually became known as the Blessing Church because all his people were, were asking the waitress or the, yeah, the uh, servers in the various restaurants, et cetera, et cetera, saying, as I'm getting ready to pray over this meal and, and bless it, how can, I, how can I ask God to bless you and your family? Um, it's, I've tried it a few times. It's amazing results that, um, that the servers have. Some just um, get choked up. Some are very appreciative of someone just caring for them in, a, in that special way. Uh, others not so much, but, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll see. Um, <laughs> the, the other thing that I've alluded to is how much time do we spend in, in our church calendar planning our events and um, planning our church calendar around the community calendar, around the country fair, the, when the classroom, the teachers start back, when did the Shakespeare in the park happen, what happens in your own community, and how do, how do church members, followers of Jesus, uh, engage in those community events and, and be the salt and light um, in those kind of things. Um, also, I've heard he, he actually asks, even in the budget formation, and this is, this is a stretch, but in the budget formation of the church, he goes, if we're about blessing the community, how do we form our budget without knowing what the needs are, without bringing people in from the outside to, to help us understand those needs and the brokenness and, the, and the, maybe the financial needs in terms of um, mission, you know, mission giving? Um, so it's a, just, it's a radical way of trying to focus from the internal, here's what we need, here's what we do, to looking beyond the walls in terms of calendar time, financial resources, um, sending our people, coaching, and, um, uh, and all that. So um, that's probably enough for now. That's a lot to chew on. Do you want to um, reflect, um, ask questions, uh, chat about something that maybe a light bulb that went on um, yourselves. Um, so I'll open it up uh, to that. It seems to me that uh, there ought to be a study group in Presbytery where people could get together and really wrestle with these things far more than a couple of us can do over the, the phone. Hmm. That's, that's a great idea. In fact, I'd even encourage, my encouragement would be for whoever listens to this to say either one of two things, either get the book and maybe have a study group around the book and some of the ideas, or simply talk about what you've heard and say, what's one or two things that we could grab hold of in our own community and, 
and work over. You know what? You can't instantly yeah. adopt this, but you but through through prayer and through conversation, conversation. you know certainly there's certainly you can there's come up one thing, one thing to try. And and we're in an age we're now an age where it's now. it's all about experimentation, experimentation and, and trying things, trying learning from it, and then going for it. So. Yeah, I'd encourage people to, um, you know, start talking about, you know, how do we become externally focused? How do we go from program development to people development? And how do we become kingdom builders uh, in our own area? Any other questions or comments, reflections? Well, if not, you've been a great group, and um, I would. Could you just give me one or two things that I could um, I could pray, you know, for you, um, and I'll and I'll close with prayer. Pray that uh, we can figure out how to implement more of this in our local uh, challenges, places of service. Hmm. Okay. It's, you know, it's it's easy for us sort of to grasp some of the big ideas here, but you know, how do we get the church on board, the people mm. of God in our local situations mm. on board? Okay. All right. Let's let's pray together. Holy God, you are sovereign. You are holy, and we worship you. We adore you. We uh, we want more of you. Lord, we thank you for this time of um, connecting us from South Carolina through Pennsylvania and who knows where else. So, Lord, um, we ask that you would fill us with imagination, a missional imagination, that we would find new ways to be um, focused on your people who need us, that we would find new ways of coaching, blessing people, pulling out the gifts and skills in, um, in followers of Jesus that we would just be the salt and the light and we would um, bless your world and um, bring wholeness and healing and restoration um, just because that's what you would have us do. So, Lord, um, give us new eyes, new ears, uh, new hopes, new possibilities uh, to be missional followers of you, of Jesus Christ, and um, filled with the Holy Spirit where we ask it all in the matchless, saving, holy, powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Charlie.